my name is Tony Casina and welcome to Ortho Podcast for You. For those of you who do not know me, I have been involved with transfusion medicine as a blood banker and immunohematologist for a little over 40 years. There have been many advances and innovations in the transfusion medicine world that have occurred over those years. Many of those will be discussed during these podcasts. In this launch edition of Ortho Podcast for You, let's celebrate World Blood Donor Day, which is set for June 14, 2020, by learning about the fantastic history of transfusion medicine and the honorable role that a blood donor plays in saving lives. In fact, a blood donation and the blood components which are produced from it can save three or more lives. First, let's take a brief but fascinating journey through the history of blood transfusion. The first recorded human-to-human successful blood transfusion occurred in England in the early 1800s. Transfusion was typically accomplished through a vein-to-vein approach with some inventive apparatuses to help transfusion of usually small volumes of blood. Carl Landsteiner's discovery of the different blood types began the journey towards safe transfusion. Collection of blood and transfusion medicine did not progress significantly until the discovery in 1914-1915 that blood could be anticoagulated to prevent clotting using citrate, which occurred along with the advances in preservation in 1916 that permitted blood to be stored for a few days. It is amazing to think that the first true blood banks came into existence in the 1930s. Further advancement was limited until the early 1940s when ACD, a unique, better anticoagulant preservative solution, was introduced. Even then, blood was drawn into sterilized glass bottles with anticoagulant for storage. Cone's fractionation process allowed for collected plasma to be dried and utilized in World War II battlefield treatment. Advancement in the 1950s was substantial when plastics changed blood collection and devices for transfusion, setting the stage for preparing blood components. The 1960s brought further innovation with the discovery that platelets can be concentrated, stored, and could be transfused to patients with low platelet counts. Cryoprecipitate, discovered serendipitously by Judith Graham Poole, became a blood component important in treating patients with hemophilia. The 1960s-1970s became the dawn of blood component therapy for patients, splitting a unit of blood into components, packed red blood cells, fresh frozen plasma, platelets, and cryoprecipitate. Hence the idea we currently know that a unit of blood can impact a minimum of four lives. All of this leads us to our discussion on blood donation and the role of the blood donor. So let's talk more about just that. The importance to donate blood and the impact it has on patients' lives. All of us are acutely aware of the need for blood and the various components that are made. The recent COVID-19 pandemic has caused great consternation for donors, patients, and healthcare professionals. 
The donor centers engaged their disaster planning skills to assure that the blood supply was adequately managed as well. Engaged hospital centers they served with effective communication. The hospitals were then able to plan and deploy an effective management of the blood component inventory to meet the patient's needs. Patients who are transfusion dependent like sickle cell and thalassemic patients, as well as cancer patients still required support. Patients needing emergency surgery or trauma related transfusion still existed. The initial fear of the pandemic resulted in a significant drop in donations along with the pandemic restrictions imposed. However, it was quickly recognized that importance of maintaining donations, especially for short-dated products like platelets, and the need to reestablish confidence in the donor population. Donor centers became creative, developing solutions for both their staff and the dedicated donors to provide them with the confidence to return. There still is a need to bolster the blood supply and public service announcements encouraging blood donors help remind us all of the importance of a healthy blood supply. Blood donors are responding as the new normalcy returns. With that in mind, all blood donors need to be thanked for their past commitment to donate life-saving blood. The future needs their continued commitment to as their return will make them heroes once again in providing the gift of life. We look forward to celebrating your dedication throughout the year. I would be remiss to not mention all of you that facilitate in encouraging donations, collecting the donations, and processing them into the various components for patients. You too are heroes. We are approaching the final part of the Podcasts. And now that we have learned about the first blood transfusion and why it is important to donate blood, let's talk about what our role is as donors during these unprecedented times with the COVID pandemic. Not only is donating blood to maintain the blood supply important to all of, the, of those who need blood routinely to address their disease, but there is now opportunity for those who are healthy COVID-19 patients who have recovered from this insidious viral infection. This concept of using plasma as treatment for both bacterial and viral infections is not a new one. In the late 1890s, Dr. Emil von Behring treated diphtheria with convalescent plasma. The same approach was used to treat the 1918 Spanish flu, Measles outbreaks in the middle 1930s, hantavirus infection during the Korean War, and more recently, MERS, SARS, and Ebola. Their plasma may be used to help treat patients who are now suffering with the SARS-CoV-2 coronavirus infection to potentially moderate severity of the infection and help achieve faster recovery. The use of COVID-19 convalescent plasma in trials is an opportunity for recovered patients to become routine donors. Those donors of convalescent plasma are heroes, moreover, as they have stepped forward to help others fighting COVID-19. 
Let's celebrate all the donors who have stepped forward to give from their hearts to save others. Well, this is the end of this podcast. As you can see, we've compiled more than 200 years of history in about 10 minutes. I need to stop and take the time to celebrate our blood donors during the World Blood Donor Day. Make sure to review this section within the podcast description for reading materials suggested. Now, based on our podcast today, I leave you with the ortho pop quiz of the day. What is the date designated as Whole Blood Donor Day in 2020? Be sure to put it on your calendar and remember to thank a blood donor. Thank you for listening today. Stay tuned for more ortho podcasts for you. And let's unveil together more answers to the common and more complex questions to the topics we face every day in our blood banks and transfusion service laboratories.